Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder. He's Mark Titus. We are back from Oklahoma. The curse is reversed. How are you feeling? I, I feel good about it. Uh, we Nebraska made a game of it, Charlotte, we should say. This was a much better game than it should have been. Um, there, there were moments, and, and people tried to, there were people that were texting me in the third quarter um, when it felt like at some point Oklahoma was just going to, all right, finally take this seriously and step on Nebraska's neck and then pull ahead. Yeah. Um, and they started, they, they, they were telling, thank God the curse is over. Thank God Oklahoma's going to win. And then Nebraska just like never went away. I was like, what are you people, why would you, what, what is going on here? Why are you texting me right now? You know, wait till the game is over for God's sakes. And uh, it ultimately did come down to kind of the, the final seconds-ish. I mean, like it wasn't really ever that scary, but uh, anyway. No, yeah, I like, was pretty, I'm going to be honest, knowing that we were there, I was pretty scared. I was like, I was looking at halftime, I looked at the score and I was like, oh man, if that like, if Nebraska beats Oklahoma, that is that's about as cursed as you can get. Like there is no coming back from that. And and people would be like, "Yes, looks like you guys are going to do it." And I was like, "If you could just not for 2 seconds, like if you could wait till the, and then when there was the interception and then and then you know the game was over and I was just yeah. like I was so relieved. I was like, "Oh my god, thank God." We did it. I will say <laughs> this doesn't you, have to be our narrative. You were you were more stressed about the idea of being a curse than I probably was because yeah. Um, I I welcomed the chaos. I welcomed the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't you know hated why. The idea I probably should have wanted yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't want it per se, but but if it's if it's thrust on me, I'll take it. And I think it's funny. You know, like if if <gasps> if, if Nebraska would have won, I would have been like, this is hilarious. And I think you would have yeah, been maybe, like. like you you would have like gone and visited a psychic or something during our off week to yeah. to try to figure out what's oh, going sure. wrong and what have you what have you done? <laughs> I guarantee. You, well, the um someone sitting next to me on my flight on the way home was um she was a flight attendant um who was not working and she also has an astrology website. She told me so she read my star chart on the plane on the way home. So it actually it happened anyway, Mark. Like, yeah, I I don't know why I was so worried about being a curse. I think that that probably would have been the best content. I think that I was I was a little worried though that we would start not to get access to schools if we show yeah. up and the athletic director is like, "Uh, yeah, no, you can't come see the field right, because right. you're going to cur- I think that's what was going through my head." Right. I yeah. But, you know, at at a certain point, yeah, I know. You're probably right. I was going to say No, like, I'm just a maybe, paranoid person, Mark. That's just how I think. I think like how many things yeah. can go wrong in advance. Well, that's what I I I I had the idea to uh <laughs> again, I was like leaning into the curse before the game. Um I think I did something on one of our Instagram stories or or some sort of social channel we had where I turned to Wes, our our social media guy, and I was like, I, w- I want to shoot something real quick. And I just said, we're outside the stadium and I'm telling you, I can feel the vibes. The vibes were off in Columbus, Charlotte. But the vibes of Norman tell me there's literally nothing that can go wrong. <laughs> and the moment I got to chew that, I was like, "All right, so I think Oklahoma's now definitely going to lose." Um, but Oklahoma wins. Uh, let's do let's do what we do. Uh, uh, we, I, I like the idea of this of giving a nice little recap to the people of uh, trying to organize our thoughts with with our trip to these places. Our mm-hmm. our uh, report cards is what we're calling them. Um, yes. First of all, what was your vibe? What what was the vibe? Do the do describe the vibe. What what was the vibe like from your perspective in Norman at the Oklahoma game? 
Um, I was pretty obsessed with the vibe. I think Oklahoma, you know, at our live show, which was so fun. Thank you so much to everyone who came out. I truly like that was that crowd was incredible. Um, but at our live show, you know, RJ Young stopped by and he was like, look, football in Oklahoma, the reason our program is so good and they wanted it to be so good was because there was nothing else here. And so like football is what Oklahoma is. And he said that as an Oklahoman, like that's not me saying that. And I got that sense. Like it mattered, like it mattered. Obviously it's like saying every marching man says they're the best or the only important one. Like everyone says it matters here differently. Um, But I, there was an intensity to the, to the like warmth of the people because they were all really nice, but they were all just like, there's one lane, there's one street in Norman and like, it's just football. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I see what you're saying. Cause it is hard to, it is hard to describe because I do think that if you ask people in Columbus, what makes Ohio special, they would say it's football is life. If you ask people in Tuscaloosa, what makes Tuscaloosa, they'd be like right. football is life. And the same was true in Norman. Um, but it did feel that way. Like it's, it's a tiny town. So my vibe would be, uh, I, I went into this, I should say, I had zero preconceived notions about OU, which is very interesting to me because I've been covering college sports for about a decade now, and I've mm-hmm. watched a lot of Oklahoma basketball. They've had a ton of great players uh, come through the program, and yet I didn't really know anything about the campus. I didn't know anything about Norman. This is not something that is – I've never been before. It's something it, – you know, and, and discussing – fun stops along the way or bad stops along the way in covering college sports. No one ever brought up Norman either way. Like no one was ever like, you got to get to Norman. It's a great time. Or like, Oh my God, I'll never go to Norman again. It just kind of like, so I, I had nothing going into this. I was like, I, I, I thought about it. I have no idea what this, what this town is. Um, and one thing that stood out to me, very friendly people. Uh, I was, I was talking to a lot of Nebraska people too. And uh, they were saying the same. They're like, they, I, we're, we're being very well treated by all the Oklahoma fans. We can't believe it. This is a rivalry game, technically, and yet uh, everyone seems to be very friendly to us. I mean, obviously, there's a little trash talk, but it, it was always like sort of friendly. Even even at the show we did, there were a lot of Nebraska people, and uh, the 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 trash talk was never there. There was never any sense of like this might get out of hand or like they're they're. Like, I don't know. It was it was just like a yeah. very friendly vibe. It was like we love our team, you love your team. Let's see what happens Saturday. You know, like yeah, that was like, kind of the vibe. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought the campus was tiny, um, which could be good or bad. I don't know. The, the, your results may vary. What you want to want out of <laughs> want what you want out of a college campus. Uh, certainly compared to Ohio State, where we were at last week, um, Oklahoma's campus was tiny. It's just like a it's a nice mm-hmm. little compact campus, beautiful architecture. Um, and then the other thing that stood out to me, Charlotte, and and I guess this might be the more interesting thing is that. The vibe to me was was very. It made sense to me why Oklahoma and Texas are so intertwined as a a culture. Why um, mm-hmm. that rivalry exists. Why we are seeing horns down all the time. Uh, because Oklahoma is. I couldn't figure out what Oklahoma, where Oklahoma is in the United States, in the sense that it is very clearly not a Midwestern state. We were not in the Midwest. I I knew we were not in the Midwest. I was I was walking to the the people are not Midwest. The 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 weather is not Midwest. We were not in the Midwest. Now at the same time, there were a lot of times I was walking around and I was saying to myself, I cannot believe that this school is going to be in the SEC because this is not even close to the South either. Like this isn't this is not the South. I've been to the South a million times. This is not the South. This is not the Midwest. Um, it's not really the Southwest. It's not really like Arizona, you know, and it's like right. its own. It's like Texas and Oklahoma are their own little thing. That's like a little bit of everything. It's like a little 
it's a little bit of the Wild West, a, a touch of the Midwest, I suppose, with the Great Plains. A little bit of South because they say y'all. Um, I don't know. And, and it, it kind of started making more sense to me why, like, Texas and Oklahoma um, seem to live on an island in terms of, like, their culture and all that sort of stuff. It's funny you say that because I, as we were leaving, um, you know, they have the map on the plane. And I looked at Oklahoma and Texas, and I, I literally thought to myself, what is that? Like, what yeah, do you call yeah. that? Because yeah. it, cause it's not that, I mean, you see the planes and you're like, okay, you know, Dust Bowl, uh, it's sort of like prairie vibes. And then when I went to the, the Sooner Schooner guys, you know, I went to this ranch where they keep the ponies. They, those were actual cowboys. Like, they were wearing yeah. real cowboy boots. They had real cowboy hats on. One of them had a belt buckle with a Texas that was turned upside down. So his, his belt buckle was down. literally horns down. Yeah. But a lot of these guys were from Texas and women. There were a lot of, um, they've just started letting women drive in Oklahoma, apparently, which is nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just started letting women drive. <laughs> no, they let them drive oh, the years? scooter. Oh, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and so it was, it was really, I said to one of them, I was like, you're a real life cowboy. And he goes, yes, ma'am. And I was like, okay, well then, like, there needs to be another word, another geographical word for Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, I agree. I I couldn't, I couldn't make sense. I saw, I saw a sign at Big Noon kickoff. Um, There was an Oklahoma fan that held up a sign that said corn is overrated or something. And (laughs) that broke my brain because I was sort of under the impression that, I mean, I knew Oklahoma wasn't quite the Midwest, but I guess I didn't realize they must not have corn in Oklahoma. So, like, do you, like if you're going to be in the Midwest, you have to have corn. You have to have corn. That's a, I mean, yes. you can, Kansas has corn. Nebraska has corn. The Midwest has corn. That's what we do better than anybody. Um, but Oklahoma, the, the, them holding up the sign, I was like, oh, my God, I guess they don't do corn in Oklahoma. Uh, so what is it? And, and it's very clearly it's just like Oklahoma and Texas are their own thing. So that's that, that was the vibe. I, I It's like it's Texas adjacent. Obviously, they're right next to each other. But like the culture, when you picture Texas culture, cowboys and red clay and, and, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff and oil money, like everything was oil money. Oh, like so much oil money. Like even Oklahoma. the stuff that wasn't oil money, I thought was like the guitar center in the strip mall next to the hotel I was staying at. I was like, I bet yeah. oil money paid for that. You know, like it's just like everything. Yeah. All the all the <laughs> private felt... jets flying in on the on the morning of the game. It's like, oh, okay, oil, oil money. money, oil money. Yeah, yeah. um, it was. It, it felt. Yeah, that that was the vibe. That was the vibe. Very Friday night lights. The, very yeah. it, like they might as well just merge into one state, which I understand. Like everyone from Oklahoma listening is like, hell no, we're never going to be in Texas. You know, I get that, but that's culturally they're the same. And nowhere else is like that. It's Oklahoma and Texas and then the rest of the country, basically. Yes. Yeah. A yeah. little bit, a little bit, maybe New Mexico, like a little like touches of it. But um, I found it very warm, very friendly. I really appreciated that, too. Um, also, every building on campus looked like a tiny little castle. So that yeah, was it, did. it had cool architecture. <laughs> I, I love that. I love campuses that have distinct architecture and, and Oklahoma. Definitely yeah. Had that. What, uh, what was the best food you had on the trip? The best food was um, a drink, and it was that swirl drink same, at same, Vermont. Same, I knew you. Yeah. I, I was yeah. like, I think ours is going to be the same on this one, but um, it's what is it? Layers of frozen uh, sangria, margarita. That's it. It's half sangria, half margarita, and it's like swirled together. So it's like cream, cream and crimson looking. It looks like the, <laughs> the OU colors, and they swirl it together, and, and that's all it is. It's frozen sangria, frozen margarita. That's it. And everyone had told us to go there and it was sort of like Mickey's dairy bar. It was a kind of thing where I was like, okay, like the scrambler didn't disappoint the swirl. What do they call it? The swirl or the sooner swirl. 
The Sooner Swirl didn't disappoint. Yeah, it was it was great. It was uh, I I I ordered one as soon as we got there. Um, it was gone almost immediately. I wasn't even trying to drink fast. I just frozen drinks are kind of my kryptonite, Charlotte. I should say. I I can They're I so, can down. I, I can see that. I can down like. <laughs> You give me like pina coladas in Maui. Oh my god, I'll I'll drink a thousand of them before I realize. The problem that is, you really can't taste the alcohol. Like, yeah, you really can't. The mont like that. You could have told me that was like a little kid's dessert, and I would have been like, for <laughs> sure. Be, and then it might be in Oklahoma. They might. They might yeah, maybe, right. Either that or there's no alcohol, and you just think you're drunk because you drank yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it? What's uh? Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on to what, what's something you liked about Oklahoma that you uh, wish Colby had or wish you had in your hometown or however we're phrasing that? What's something you wish you could take with you on back on the plane and be like, I want to take this thing home with me? I really loved I really loved the cowboy culture, and I know that that's yeah. not possible in Colby, in Maine or New England, and, like, you know, we have fishermen, maybe that's the thing. But, like, there was something, like – I the fact that those that those people could wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots and not look ridiculous or like posers yeah, yeah. that I was so jealous of I was like I can't I can't wear those anywhere without looking like I'm trying too hard and this yeah. was effortless <laughs> yeah that's a good point that if if part of you is like why don't I just do the same and just rock it and the answer is you would immediately stand out and it's hard to define because they don't have <laughs> like the the people wearing all the cowboy stuff, they don't have anything inherently different about them. You know what I mean? Like if no, they're they're all people. <laughs> <laughs> they're all people. They put their pants on one leg at a time. Um, yeah. But they can rock it. We can't, and that's that's science's greatest mystery. I think. What is it about people from Oklahoma, Texas, that they can just naturally do that? And you and I, if we I, tried, you know, we look like losers. I don't know, but one of the guys at the ranch, John, who I talked to the most, had this incredible mustache. He had all these tattoos on one arm. He was wearing probably the most beautiful cowboy hat I've ever seen. Like it was, it was a white Stetson with I don't even know if it was a Stetson. I don't know if it's sacrilegious to call a hat that's not a Stetson, but it had this like beaded. Br- I mean, yeah, truly yeah. stunning. Like a Richard and Petty look. Did it have feathers? Like yes. Like- all right. basically basically and he was just so you know every question was yes ma'am no ma'am yes ma'am and there was just a, an, a confidence to him that was like i knew if one of those horses got out he could probably run faster than that horse and go get it <laughs> like we were going to be fine because john was there john, was my takeaway you felt like you're on the yeah. set of Yellowstone at all times. Just well, uh, we, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I was like, if Kevin Costner showed up in a full costume, I would be so ready for it. What is Texas going to do? We're going to Texas for two straight weeks, by the way. Coming up, I have a feeling mm-hmm. you're going to be dipping tobacco by the time you're done. I'm just going to see you on the plane, just like with a spittoon. You're carrying around a big spittoon, just spitting it <laughs> into it. Mace, one of our camera guys was like, uh, we, you're gonna fight you. Like you're going to get a cowboy hat and you're going to get cowboy boots. And I was like, yeah. I know, I know it's inevitable and I'll you look like to. a loser, but yeah. we'll lean you'll in get back to, you'll get back to Maine and be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> uh, mine is along the what same was lines. Yours, Mark? Yeah. You're talking about cowboy stuff. I said, I, one thing I loved about OU in general was the merch, the, the, um, so <laughs> the OU, the interlocking logo that OU has, uh, mm-hmm. is is very distinct. And not only is it distinct, Charlotte, but it is something that they do not stray from. 
And I pointed that out when I first got to campus. They had a bunch of signs hanging up of just that OU logo that everyone knows when you think of Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma. Um, and I, I, I said something to one of our guys. I was like, they, 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 they never go away from this. There's, there, there's no such thing as an alternate logo. There's no, and I, I kind of no. didn't like it at first. They don't, they don't, they don't ever stray from that. It's just that interlocking OU. You never see a block O. You never see like Oklahoma spelled out or anything really. It's just like that OU logo over and over and over. And then I started looking for stuff to buy because I, I go to like the bookstores every time we go to these on these trips, and uh, I go to the store and I saw like two other old school logos that were pretty much the exact same logo. They're just like slightly different from back in the day. And then wow. it hit me and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever that they just like that's all they have is like old school OU interlocking thing, um, and that's it. They keep it very simple. But with that, they had some of the coolest old school stuff, some great hats. Uh, they're, they're Jordan brands that like, I, I was, I was in the bookstore just like, this is not, and we were in, we were in Columbus the week before and I'm a Buckeye obviously. So I was like, so excited to just like take the Fox card and just start buying a bunch of Ohio <laughs> state stuff that I'm going to have forever. And I was looking around, I was like, man, I don't, I don't really see a lot of stuff I love. And I was at OU. I was like, my God, this is awesome. They have so many old, like Barry Switzer type hats. They got Bob Stoops visors, uh, horns down shirt, you like everything wearing- about it. Yeah. You were wearing the same hat as Bob Stoops. I was, yeah. The Bob Stoops wore Beat on, Nebraska. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they did have... Really, so you liked the consistency like from year to year of the logo. Yeah, I like the old school. The The logo is pretty much... The, it's 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 iconic. It's just like an iconic deal. That that color, that, that, that crimson with the interlocking OU is iconic. It's like something that has stood the test of time. They have not really changed it that much. They've tweaked it here and there. Uh, but with that, they had a lot of great old school merch with like the older, I don't know. There's just something about it. I was like, well, I so, dig this vibe. So my question though, okay. My question is if, if Ohio State had to have one, only one logo. Yeah. Like which would you choose? Like what to you would be the thing that is on every shirt forever? I, I like just the block O, the, the basic block, like in the midfield that they have on the football field. It's just a simple block red block o that's it um but then yeah. that, now they like the, the 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 logo that's always used now is like they put ohio state in the block o or spelled out you know in the mm, right, black right, letters, right. you know what I mean? um yeah. but yeah just the block o would be simple i think that's the timeless it's move, a really but, good uh, one yeah that's it um <laughs> <laughs> but no they, there's yeah that stood out to me they got great merch it's a great merch school if you go to ou you can get you can get a lot of good merch yeah <laughs> you sure can you that's sure one you can th- walk up and down I that wish. street that's one thing I wish that uh, every school had. So, what's something you could do with that? What's, uh, what what what's your what was your one thing you were like? Yeah, this wasn't really for me, but I appreciate that they have it here. So this is a complicated one for me because when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't want to have to say it, but so I spent time with the Roughnecks, which is the yeah. the the guys and Lil Sis, the girls who deal with the ponies and stuff. And part of that is their tradition of shooting guns all the time, and they shoot blanks, <laughs> but. We enter the stadium, and at one point, like, they shoot the guns before the game so frequently and, and at such random intervals that I was, I was, I was so, like, at one point I just yelled out, I was like, holy shit, and then I was like, oh my god, sorry. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, I never knew when it was coming, and it really, so I respect the tradition, could 100% do without it from, like, a nerve standpoint. Or if, if you kind of knew when they were coming, do you think like, do you think there's a, do you think there's a rhyme or reason like if you're an OU fan and you've been going to games for 20 years, do you think you Mm -hmm. know when the guns are coming? Or do you think even everybody in that stadium is like, I I was not prepared for this? 
Well, that's, this is bad journalism on my part because I didn't ask, but no one else around me seemed to jump the way I did, which yeah. led me to believe they were expecting it. But at the same time, I was like, the players are only stretching right now, so I don't know what clue you're getting. Like, is it <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. 33 minutes before the game, like, the guns go off? I don't know. I just don't know. But I mean, did that freak you out? Did you get jumpy? Uh, I got so jumpy. I did the first time where, I mean, I didn't jump per se, but I was like, what the hell is that? And I was looking around yeah. like, like something happened. And then no one else was reacting. I was like, oh, I guess that must just be a normal thing that they obviously shoot. Every the guns single gunshot, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's why uh, honestly i could do that what was yours mine mine was uh i liked i liked the small campus i suppose i i, I thought it was cozy and cool and whatever but it was a little th- there seemed to be like four bars in the entire area of where we're at and like you just keep cycling to the same there's like two square blocks to the, the campus corner is what it was called um it was it was a very 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 small feel um and in a lot of ways that makes college sports awesome and that's part of why like everybody in that town in that area rallies behind the team um one of the ways it's not awesome is when it's game day and you want to go to a bar and every place is packed because there's like four (laughs) and there's like a couple hundred thousand people on campus and they're all trying to go to the same four bars um so that's one part i didn't like was that it's just like basically right there and i would like i I would try to go into one bar and i they'd be like one one was uh sideline um yeah the the one we did the show at uh, on game day, uh, I I was trying to go into sideline, and the guy was like, the, the, one of the bouncers literally said, "We're full," and I was like, "What do you mean you're full?" He's like, "We're packed to capacity; no one else can come in." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, where should I go?" He's like, "There's there's that bar around the corner," and I was like, "All right, I'll go to the bar around the corner." And I just kept going in the same one block <laughs> circle where like each bar was like, "We're close. Go to the next one." And I was like, "Wait a second, I'm like back hoping- at sideline. <laughs> How did I get here?" <laughs> Yeah. Like maybe by the next, by the time you get to the one you already tried, one person will have left and you yeah, can go in. Yes, yes. But then like that one person leaves and you go in and it's just like a packed bar with a bunch of like 21 year olds and I'm way too old to be in here. And it's just, I'm like, oh my God, the music's too loud and there's nowhere to sit. And I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. Um, so that was it. There, there, there was not enough variety there. I, I asked one person, uh, as I was walking around, like, is there a dive bar around here? And uh, she just looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, is there a dive bar, like, where, like, the college kids probably won't go? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And I was like, all right, cool. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, really, I didn't love that. I, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. shout out to Sideline. That place was awesome. They, uh, I also, I also want to say thank you to all the college kids who came to our show. Cause sometimes I feel very old on these campuses and, uh, I'm like, are college kids going to be interested in like this? And then a bunch of them came and it was really fun to, it turns uh, out to hang out with them. One thing that they are definitely always interested in is free beer, Charlotte, as it turns there out. There it is. There it that'll, is. Uh, yeah. that, that'll hook anybody. Giving uh, myself right. too much credit here. <laughs> Finally, what is the funniest thing that happened on this trip that you want to share with the people? The funniest thing to me was that I... (laughs) uh, So we finished shooting at the pony farm and like wrap up the segment and the owner of the ranch, Tanya, who was wonderful, she was like, hey, do you want to ride a horse? 
And I was like, um, yeah, like, sure. I've, I've never ridden a horse before, but like, that would be awesome. Always open to new experiences. So she's like, okay, great. So I'm standing outside and they bring out this horse and, and John, the cowboy brings out this saddle, which was the most beautiful saddle I've ever seen, like inlaid with silver. This thing must've cost like Mm $6,000. They put on the horse. They say, here is your horse. His name is 700. He's 21 years old and he's blind. And I was like, (laughs) why was his name 700? Uh, I don't know. You know, I was so rattled that I didn't, I was like, okay. And they were like, get on the horse. So I get on the horse and I'm on the horse. And I was like, I'm sorry. I actually don't know how to ride this thing. Oh my God. (laughs) So I was like, how do I, and it starts moving. And I was like, how do I make it stop? And they're like, okay, squeeze your legs, pull up on the reins and say, whoa. And so I do. And then he starts like bucking a little and they're like, but not too much. Like let the reins Uh go now. And I was Uh like, okay, I really, so I'm sort of like getting the hang of it. We walk into the barn and then the horse just keeps going and I don't know how to stop this horse and i'm like looking behind me for the cowboys being like can someone does anyone know how to can we like and they like sprint because it starts going pretty fast they like sprint grab the bridle immediately like the horse whispers do whatever they do and it calms down completely and i was like (laughs) (laughs) that to me was very funny like riding a horse for the first time without knowing how it turns out is a pretty funny experience like unless it goes horribly wrong and then as you're leaving someone else was walking onto the ranch and the guy who runs the joint was like yeah this horse is called 701 they changed the name because you were (laughs) victim number 701 Seriously, he was 21 and he was blind. I rode a 21-year-old blind horse. It was That's kind amazing. of amazing. I feel like horse. What I feel was like yours? Riding a horse must be like surfing, where uh, they they you, they can explain everything to you, but like ultimately, the one thing that matters most is that you have to be one with the you have to be one with the ocean or be one with the horse. Yes, and like the horse yes. can feel if you're not one with it and oh, you're like what does that even mean sure. and, you're, and you're just yelling you're like what does that mean that's how i feel when i try to surf and like everyone that's teaching me is like okay so do everything we said but then more importantly just kind of like let it happen and i'm like what does it mean <laughs> feel it out feel it out and i'm like sense. okay i'm feeling it but also like i'm i'm 12 feet above the ground right now um so i have to say i i would ride a horse again like i would like to try it again it was terrifying i was yeah. very scared the entire time we gotta get um, you but it was to, also funny we gotta get you to like a honky tonk in texas and try to ride a mechanical bull <laughs> no I, I you won't do that i've done it I've done it, and it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever. I find it, I find it very embarrassing, riding a mechanical bull because I'm so. But you know what? I'll do it for content. I'll do it, but it's gonna, but it's you, gonna you be embarrassing. Good. You weren't good. You I were tossed good. immediately the one time you tried it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, what was the funniest thing in your uh, in your opinion? The funniest thing I saw was a mural outside one of the bars. In that little area of bars that I was talking about earlier, um, there was a mural that somebody went to the trouble to paint of Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Barry Switzer, Brian Bosworth, Tupac Shakur, and <laughs> Biggie Smalls, all wearing like OU gear with their arms around each other at the football stadium. And I stared at this thing, Charlotte. I, I, I kept, like, walking by it, and I kept, like, it, it just, like, broke my brain. I was staring at it trying to make sense. Why the hell? Like, Russell Westbrook, I sort of – Russell Westbrook went to UCLA. He's from L.A. He went to UCLA. He was drafted by the Thunder. Um, and, and Or was he drafted by the Sonics? I don't even know if he was drafted. But anyway, you know, he played for the Thunder, so I sort of understood that. But even then, like, Norman is, like, 30 minutes from Oklahoma City. 
So I was like very confused. Like, did he come to one OU football game one time? So now you're pretending like he's an OU alum. Barry Switzer and Brian Bosworth made sense. Um, but then Tupac and Biggie were in this mural, and I it, it just it just broke my brain. And I was I, I finally just threw my hands up. I was like, I don't get it, but this is hilarious. I have no idea why this is a thing, why no one's painted over this. Why like you could have picked so many different people to put on this mural. Um, like you could have picked Will Rogers, you know, like the guy that they named the airport after, yeah. like, like put Toby Keith on there. At least he's an OU Jim Ross, WWE announcer. Like he, there, these are OU people, OU fans. It's still kind of random and funny and like a mixture of like different people, but there's like an actual tie Tupac and, and Biggie. I'm willing to bet never once in their entire lives set foot in Oklahoma, the entire state, much less Norman, much less <laughs> that I bar just... that had this bureau. So. I can't think of a more random but somehow perfect collection. Like, it's somehow, you're just like, I respect it. I respect it deeply, you know? I mean, I would love to know. In my mind, the bet, like, the reason that thing exists is because they're like, okay, they started with the Boz and Barry Switzer. They were like, this makes sense. And then yeah. they were like, all right, uh, we got a little more space on this thing. Mm, Russ plays, uh, you know, I like to think he was still on the Thunder at the time that they that they painted yeah. this. They're like, we'll toss Russ on there. And then they were like, oh, man, got room for two more people. And they just, like, look at the latest thing they listened to on Spotify and just, like, toss Biggie and Tupac up there. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It made zero <sighs> sense. It made zero yeah. sense, but uh, that, that, that made me laugh. So, anyway, that's it. Well, thank you to the people of Oklahoma. I, I loved Norman. Like, I would go back in a second, um, and the stadium was very intimate. And you had told me, because you went um, – I, I didn't see it till game day, and I was really surprised by how – like, it, it not small, but it felt – everything was, like, very close together and, and intense. Um, it feels like a place where there's no so. bad seats. Yeah, it, it did feel – it, it did feel like that. That's what, if, if, if by intimate you mean something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you really you can't really go wrong, which was nice. Um, should we read some emails, Mark? Sure. All right. Uh, the first one we have is the People's Sports Podcast Curse. Um, and this is similar to what we've already talked about, but um, it gets into another random one that I thought was funny. So he says, uh, the main reason I'm sending this email is at halftime of the Oklahoma-Nebraska game, I was beginning to think that the People's Sports Podcast curse might actually be real. The start of the second half only strengthened this thought with Nebraska marching down the field, and when they reached the red zone, I did what any rational person who believes in sports curses would do and placed a hefty bet on Nebraska to win the game. <laughs> As soon as I place the bet, Nebraska gains a total of one yard on the next three plays, and on the following field goal attempt to make it a one-point game, the kicker shanks it left. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma then gets the ball and marches down the field for an easy touchdown to put them up 14-3. to I don't know if my bad gambling has anything to do with breaking the curse, but the sequence of events really has to make you think. <laughs> Ever hopeful, <laughs> Jamal. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. I mean... Yeah. When people are placing bets because of us, I think we've done something right, to be honest. They're, and, it, and it, like, not only are they placing bets, but they're doing it in a way that, like, makes, kind of makes sense. Like, you, you, they, you, you kind of, <laughs> I don't know, like, if someone said you were betting for Nebraska because you thought we were there, I, I wouldn't think that that's crazy. That, like, made a lot of sense as I thought about it. I was like, yeah. And by the way, we should mention, like, this, like, we shouldn't pat ourselves on the back too much that the curse is over. <laughs> Because I don't know if you're paying attention to the schedule we have coming up. 
LSU, <laughs> LSU will be hosting Auburn. It's going to be a night game, but Auburn is mm. a better football team than LSU. And LSU at yeah. night is a great home field advantage. I've been told I've never been there, but like people have, you know, it's kind of famous in college football circles that uh, LSU at night is, is one of the cooler environments. Um, but in terms of like just pure football, Auburn has a better football team than LSU. So that doesn't look great. Uh, we're going to College Station for Texas A&M versus Alabama when Alabama comes into town. <laughs> That one doesn't look great. We're going to Austin, uh, Texas versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is, I think, undefeated right now, 3-0. and um, That and one Texas doesn't look Texas. great. Yeah. Ole Miss has LSU coming to town. We're going to Ole Miss uh, when, when LSU is playing there. Ole Miss is, is playing awesome football. They might have the Heisman front runner uh, uh, leading the way for them. And that is a great opportunity for the curse to really show its head because – Ole Miss is going to be favored. LSU is not as great as, you know, they were a couple of years. You know, LSU. This is not a this is not a great year of LSU football. So, um, right. I don't know. If, but I was I was looking at the schedule. I was like, these next three, like the road teams winning, wouldn't even be kind of surprising. Wouldn't even be like a little no. bit surprising to me. So, that'll be fun. I feel like the one thing I'm thinking is that this might be the exception to the rule. Like this might be the one game where what was supposed to happen. For the home team i mean yeah, I get, and, not and, really and, but like we were there and and then everybody loses every other game that we go to at the home team like our one moment of triumph is a 22 point favorite uh needs a couple kicking <laughs> miscues to win at home yeah exactly <laughs> like that we're like we did it suck it haters right yeah I don't, you're right okay so maybe the curse is still real so everybody should uh bet based on where we're going is what it comes down to or here's a thought though what if what if we go places and the home team is the underdog and our being there is actually a curse on whichever team is favored and then we get a bunch of wins under our belt because that's we a are a curse point. yeah that's a that's a great point that's a great point makes you think maybe maybe we're not the home team curse we're the favorite curse yes i like it i like it continue it really is a way <laughs> better way of spinning things anyway um this is one for you mark the incomparable script Ohio from mm-hmm. Patrick Clark. He says, I used to, <laughs> this made me laugh when I, when I first read it. I used to think incomparable was a, strictly a high form of praise. One day I heard a radio advertisement to quote, come see the incomparable CeeLo Green Christmas show live in the Wisconsin Dells. From that day, <laughs> I can only hear the word as a filler adjective when something is simply difficult to describe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of things that are incomparable. It doesn't, that doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing, you know? Yeah, but the, the incomparable incom- CeeLo Green Christmas show live in Wisconsin Dells is one of the funniest sentences I've heard in yeah. my entire life. Yeah. When you, when you put it that way, uh, incomparable is definitely not always no. <laughs> a compliment. No. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was an unbelievable Christmas show. Like, I wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish Just I wish saying. there was a way to I wish there was a way for this guy to explain what the show is like so I could understand it, but it's incomparable. I mean, you had to be there to see. Yeah, it. That's, that's much it. <laughs> I'm gonna do some research and uh, next time I'll have some answers. All right, last email, then we will get out of here. But um, did you see Mark the picture of DK Metcalf and Rodrigo Blankenship from last weekend? No, I'll pull it up. It was, uh, it's, I mean, it's really just like, you know, the, the beefiest guy in the world and Rodrigo Blankenship, a kicker with rec specs on. Um, and this guy says, 
as I'm sure you've seen the if you've seen the picture from last weekend, I think your next venture in the film industry is pitching a buddy cop movie of these two. They could go around investigating real crimes or crimes about deflated balls, how a half century old man is still thriving in a violent sport or the Shailene Rogers marriage. I'm sure comedy would ensue. And then he said, putting my mortgage on Nebraska this weekend. So I'm 100 percent certain your curse will now end. And now we know why it's because of Brandon. <laughs> oh, I see. I see them now. There we go. I yeah. got the picture. Yeah. Um, nice. That's it. That's just one more curse email about how I think Brandon, Brandon because he yeah. bet his house on Nebraska, countered our I bad mean, luck. But also... There's a certain point where if you're placing money on Nebraska football in the year 2021, you deserve whatever happens to you. If you're putting real-life American currency on Nebraska football, like I, I'm not going to... you know. That doesn't fall on us to to have no. to suss out like whether you're cursed or not cursed or anything else. <laughs> it's like you you made that decision. Live with it. You put money on Nebraska yeah. football. I mean, like, what are you doing, dude? Get it together. I I also think that at some point um, we should do a list of our our favorite like who the best actual buddy cop in sports movie would be. Yeah, that'd be good. I think we could ideas? come up with some good ones. Hmm. My first thought was like Gardner Minshew and anyone. <laughs> and then I realized it wasn't fleshed out enough. So I was like, let's do that at a later date. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we'll do it uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's all we got for, for emails. You've uh, anything you want to add to land this plane, Mark? I don't think so. I think that's it. I, I, I thank you. I'll, I'll echo your sentiments. Thank you to people of Oklahoma. We had a great time. Um, I, uh, I, I learned a lot about Oklahoma culture, and uh, I I want to preemptively apologize to everyone who was led to believe that I love Oklahoma so much, and now I'm a Sooner fan forever, who is now going to look up in like two or three weeks when we're in Austin, and I'm wearing burnt orange and throwing up the horns. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. here we go. Let's, let's go Texas. Can't I'm the biggest Texas fan on earth. Uh, just... I apologize. I just want to preemptively apologize. And same for A&M. Like, we're going to be in College Station, and then we're going to be in Austin. So it's just going to be a very confusing time where we're going to have a lot of people, I think, their heads are going to be spinning trying to make sense of what's going on when really it's pretty straightforward. We just pander. We just go to these towns and pander. That's what it is. Yep. And also, think about it this way. We're giving great opportunities for people to be mad at something online, which they love. They'll be like, but you did horns down last yeah. weekend. We'll be like, yep, and now it's horns up, baby. Come at me. We, I, I can't tell if this would make us great politicians or horrible politicians where uh, <laughs> like, we could have this thrown in our face. Like, you're not one of us. What about this picture mm-hmm. of you wearing an OU hat? You know? And then I'm like, eh, that's a good point. I did. Or if it's like... I just say fake news, and then I'm like, horns up, baby. And then that's, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's the latter. Like, I just, I just pander wherever I go and just hope that my past doesn't catch up to me. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, you know, we'll see how it works out for these next few shows.